Hello there, and thanks so much for supporting the Music Career Show. My aim with this podcast is to help as many people as I can turn their passion for music into a career that can support them and their family by speaking to people who have actually done it and finding out how they've done it. With this in mind, I have developed my music career roadmap. This is a fully comprehensive and detailed step-by-step guide of how you can go from dreaming about your ideal career to actually implementing and living that dream. It is yours to download for free and can be found in the description of this episode. If you would like any support at any stage of your music career, you can reach out to me via email at barry at oneladmusic.com. I wish you all the best of luck and I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Music Career Show. Welcome to the Music Career Show, telling you the stories of the world's best professional musicians. Hello there and welcome to the Music Career Show. My name is Barry and every week I'll be speaking with incredible musicians from all over the world about how they've honed their craft and made a career out of doing what they love the most. If you're a new listener, then while you still have your device in your hand, please take a second to subscribe and tell your friends all about the Music Career Show. Hello there and welcome back to the Music Career Show. Now, all of my guests are very interesting people and today's guest is certainly no exception. This guy's job description simply did not exist 10 years ago in the way that it does now and he is now one of the most recognizable faces in his field. As well as having an immense knowledge of all things gear related, he's also a tremendous musician and to top it all off, he's a huge Van Halen fan, proving that he is a man of great taste and caliper. Say hello everybody to Dagan Wilkin. Good morning, Dagan. Good morning, mate. How's it going? I'm absolutely smashing. I'm delighted that we eventually got through that intro. So, it's, so obviously, people <laughs> listening to this podcast will ha, will be hearing the edited version. But that is what was that the fourth time it took me to the fourth time, it? man. But yeah, again, that's the the magic of online media. You, you see how many it. times I try to do intros every now and then. So they I only get imagine. to see the best, the final one. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm delighted. I eventually got there. May the fourth be with you, as, as the fella says. You know yourself. Yeah, so, um, Dagan, let's get stuck straight in. Then, um, cool. so people will know you from um, the PMT Music Channel and demonstrating yes, all sorts of PMT PMTV. Apologies, um, I know it as the shop uh, PMT. It's all the same. PMT, PMTV, PMTV UK. It's all the same thing. Whatever you can't go wrong with it. Can't go wrong. So. Let's go. Let's go back a little bit. We'll come. We'll we'll come to to your YouTube in this very soon. But where did it all start? So, you said to me before we 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 came on that you're just you're just like any other fella from Newcastle. But it must there must be something. Where 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 did it all start for you? The the love of music or the the YouTube bit. The love of music. The love of music. It came from my dad. Uh, we uh, I remember specifically. I grew up listening to the Sex Pistols, Queen, Motorhead, and ACDC. Uh, and I remember seeing the video of um, Angus Young at Donington Park playing Thunderstruck on the long, I think my dad had like a VHS tape of it. And I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen yeah. in the entire world. Um, and that's where my love of the Gibson SG started. My, the Gibson SG to this day is still my favorite guitar of all time. And it's all kinds from Angus. So it came from there. Again, just more Motorhead, Queen, uh, Sex Pistols, all that kind of thing, where the guitar was kind of, cool and prominent and all that kind of music yeah it is really kind of the kind of badassery and like standing in front of the mirror as a kid with a tennis racket pretending you're angus young like jumping across the the bedroom and stuff that kind of the fun and the, the yeah. theatrics of it made it fun for me love it excellent and so was guitar your first instrument then 
I did try and play drums for a bit, but uh, right. like most people, um, most parents, I should say, I'm not a parent, but most parents, drums are very loud. Yeah. And when your kid starts to learn drums, you need a drum kit in the house, and they're awfully loud. So guitars are a lot quieter. You can sit down. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've got that situation going on at the moment with a, a, a kid I'm teaching uh, drums and he doesn't have a drum kit in the house purely for that reason. Um, and his, his mother's <laughs> Irish and she was like, no, are you joking me? I'm not having a drum kit in the house. Are you mad? And I was like, okay, but he wants to learn how to play drums. Anyway. Um, we'll probably One of the main that. things people, people might not know about me is um, what really got me into guitar was I uh, used to race motocross bikes when I was younger. Like dirt bikes. Um and I smashed my left knee a bit. Most of my left knee is artificial now. Oh. So when I was a kid, like 15, 16, that's when I really, because I couldn't really walk or do anything, especially not ride a motorbike anymore. Uh. So that's when I really sat down and started to learn chords and scales and because I had nothing else to do. And that's where the kind of guitar thing really got important in my life. Before that, I didn't really play that much. I just enjoyed guitars and music, but that's where it really kind of, really kind of started for me. All right. So you were like 15, 16. So re reasonably late to the game. I played guitar beforehand, but that's where I started to get serious, and I started to oh, want okay. to do guitar at school and all that kind of jazz, but before that, I, I just kind of played along with ACDC CDs and LimeWire yeah. recordings. Uh, oh, LimeWire. <laughs> LimeWire. What are they? Give yeah, your computer, like, literal viruses just so you can listen to ACDC. Yeah, not Metallica, though. I wasn't really big on the, the heavier stuff. Obviously, I still love it. It's I appreciate it to the nth degree, but... Yeah, I like a bit more the the, the, yeah. the more classic kind of rock, old school. Oh, good stuff. Just for anyone that didn't actually get the reference there to Metallica, it was the whole... It was, sorry, no, it wasn't LimeWire at all. It was... Napster. 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 So, uh, no, there, there's there's me trying to be all cool and thinking I know everything <laughs> and making an absolute bags of it. Anyway, um, so yeah, so, so when you start... So what age were you when you actually picked up the guitar first then? I think I was 10. All right, so you weren't late to the game at all. No, but I didn't really properly play until until I like fifteen, sixteen. Uh, but I've never had a lesson. I've never had a guitar. I, I should be a lot better than I actually am if I knew scales and theory and modes and Phrygian mumbo jumbo and stuff. But I just like to play along with records, and I've played long enough now to know where to go with certain keys and stuff. But I, well, couldn't, I, play, tell I couldn't play a I couldn't play a Phrygian mode if you put a gun on my head. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, you're 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 doing a very good job of <laughs> of looking like you know what you're at. I'm and don't, bluffing. Don't that's that's why I don't know why I'm here now because I've just bluffed my way to this point. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 very much like me in the in 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 that may and that I've gotten so far in life by like literally just kind of. I like I like to think that I've got a, a, the ability to talk myself into or out of most situations, and that's pretty yeah. much it. That is pretty much it. Um, yeah, for the guitar thing, for me, I think it's just my undying love for the instrument really comes across and through. Like yeah. I'm really passionate about not only the music that they create, but the the craftsmanship and the wood and the the romance of a guitar. I just I just love it. I don't care yeah. if I can't play. I just love talking about them and playing them. Well, then there you go. That's that. that that's yeah. clearly what 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 people are. Um, what people are drawn to and who cares if you don't know what modes are i'm still kind of like mm, do you know what i mean I'm, I'm, I'm aware of their existence and i kind of know you can start here and end up there but it's still sort of it's it, it's like that kind of dark magic side of um guitar that no one really knows like even, even the lads that know when they talk about it do they really know do they really 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 know and yeah. does anyone really care even if they do or not so 
Hey, oh. Exactly. That's one but, thing I've noticed as well. People don't really seem to care that much if you don't know a lot. As long as you start in the right place and end in the right place, what you do in the middle is just up for interpretation. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah. So so you 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 never you never took lessons. You haven't a clue what you're doing. You're just sort of making it up as you go along, and you're hoping for the best, and you're doing a very good job of it. So what yep. was the <laughs> that that that's fantastic. I love it. But what was the plan then? So you, so did you ever have any real aspirations to to make a career out of music, or what was the plan? Oh yeah, for sure. Like, um, like a lot of people, especially doing what I do now, been in bands, seen there and done it. Um, I was in a band called Peep Show for years, which ended up being State of Panic. Uh, a band called State of Panic because the TV show was called Peep Show and we had to change our name. Oh. Uh, we were endorsed by Marshall. We toured the UK and Europe. We played Download, Bloodstock, um, Hard Rock Hell, all that kind of the, the big fun stuff back in the day yeah. in the early 2013, 2014. Oh, so yeah. the, the, the wannabe rock star thing was going quite well. But then it all disbanded, as things do when bands get bigger, more pressure, more this kind of stuff, and it all kind of fell fell through. Um, then started working at PMT in a music store, and my mate brought a camera in one day, and the rest is history. Really? Okay. So, so you, you you did you did do the whole like rock star thing, and play, you played a download. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was a uh, the the Pepsi stage, so the third the third big stage. It's my uh, my claim to fame. That's unreal. I'm 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 30 in two weeks' time, and to this day, I have never been to a festival. I've never ever really? been to a festival. Yeah, no, I've never actually been to a festival. It's like a really big sort of. I feel like I'd, I've. Um, it's like it's like a big chunk of like a, like a rite of passage that I've not had. Yeah. I've never been on a lads' holiday either. But I used to live in Spain in 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 a holiday resort, so I can't really. Say that I've never been on a lads' holiday, but like, yeah, no, the same thing. I've never actually been to a festival, so and it's I've always wanted... though, like with you now just turning thirty. I've just turned well, you you're about to turn thirty. I've just turned thirty, and if I go to a festival now, I want to stay in a hotel. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sick of doing the camping thing. When I go to festivals now and I see folk camping, I'm like, that looks loads of fun. I don't want to be brushing my teeth with Bailey's every morning though. Like, <laughs> I, can't be, I can't be asked anymore. Uh, waking uh, up with a root up your arse like and everything yeah. I see so you'll have to do that as a as a 30 year old dude now so you've yeah, got experience no. it I, I, I might have to do it it might have to happen to be fair um, but yeah no download I would have loved to have gone to no download's still on isn't it it is yeah man yeah it is still on so so what year um, did you do you play you said it was 13, 14 was it 2013 I think was download and the band disbanded in 2014 and then I joined in 2015 then I joined PMT in 2015. 2015, okay. So who yeah. was who 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 did you share the bill with a download? That's that's unreal. I never knew that about you. That this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh well for me the big thing was uh, I can't remember who was headlining. It was probably Iron Maiden, Slipknot, and someone else because they always headlined 2013. Yeah. We'll have to do a bit of research on that. But for me right. it was um I'm obsessed with the band Him. And for him with the Heartogram and the whole Oh the whole yeah. with, like the Jackass and CKY and stuff back yeah. in the day. They were headlining the stage that we played on uh, the night before. So I was busy watching them, thinking I was going to play on that stage the day after. And that was pretty intense. Amazing. But, oh, it was good. But yeah, we'll have to do a bit of research. I can't remember who was playing that yet. Yeah, 2013. I, I, I wouldn't know. I know Kiss have headlined it a couple of times over the years. It's always uh, Kiss or Iron Maiden or Slipknot do it all the time. And yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Class. Okay. Cool. Um... Oh, that's brilliant. Um, so then, where like what, what other places you, you've done Bloodstock? Where's where, where's Bloodstock again? Is that in like Scandinavia or something? No, um, Bloodstock's in the UK. It was. Uh, was it? Oh, there's me talking. Ho- um, Bloodstock was better to play than Download. It was more well organized than Download. 
I think Bloodstock at the time, anyways, was a family-run business. Um, and download, you just got the bands on the stage on the big stages, then like carted them off with Bloodstock. They had like um, separate drum risers behind the stage on wheels and stuff. So when the band finished, you literally wheeled off that drum riser and wheeled the other one back on to save time. And it was just so much more well organized for a slightly smaller festival. Yeah. Than what Bloodstock was, than what Download was. It was much more well organized. It was crazy to watch the the difference between the big UK festivals and how they ran. Very good. And then so who who was playing the year you played Bloodstock as well? I honestly can't remember. I do remember it was Slipknot and Ramstein were playing the year I played Download. Uh-huh. Because I remember getting a, when we were having the catering stuff backstage. I had my back in a chair to Jim Roosh from Slipknot and his missus. I know. Uh, they 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 were uh, eating behind us, and across the room, I saw one of the most intense things I've ever seen. It was um, Richard Cruz from Ramstein, who's one of my guitar heroes. Uh-huh. He stood up, like scoured the room, and then zipped his leather jacket up to the neck, and it was one of the most German things I've ever ever seen. It was so intense and intimidating. It was so kind of clinical, and like looked around, and then just kind of meandered out. That was so intense. So it was Ramstein and Slipknot and someone else, probably Iron Maiden. Very good. That's so weird. Sorry, it, stupid stories. <laughs> no, no, look, stupid stories are exactly what I haven't, what I haven't thought want. about that in, in years. So, yeah. I know, and, and these are the things you, you wouldn't have. You'd, you'd have no reason to think about it. But like that's, see when you say about like Jim Root was sitting with his wife. I was like, Jim Root doesn't have a wife. He's got a mental mask. Like what? <laughs> what? What is he doing with a wife? Yeah, That's he was amazing. sat in catering with his wife. Yeah, no, it's, like, it's doesn't like happen. So... Yeah, it doesn't happen. And was, you're you're in Slipknot. There's like clowns. They hit fucking kegs <laughs> with bait. Like, what are you doing? Get out of catering, you weirdo. <laughs> That's so weird. That's that, that, that's amazing. So like, have you ever met like anyone? Um, I, I suppose you probably, you probably would have said hello to Jim Root and all that, and you probably would have said hello mm-hmm. to your man from Ramstein and all that. Did you ever? What what were they like? Yeah, I've never met a, a dickhead celebrity. Have you? I say everyone's been absolutely lovely. Even before I started working at PMT or before I was in a band, going to gigs in Newcastle, I was always one of the guys that stood out the back to meet them and get things signed and stuff. Because again, I was obsessed with guitar playing. It was always the guitar players. I wanted to meet them in real life. And yeah, yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head where what well, I've been intimidated by a lot of people because they're quite imposing characters, especially yeah. like Jim Rudy's like the same height. But at the time he was my height now, like six foot five, like a yeah. huge dude, quite imposing, but they're all just the nicest guys in the world. Cause what I always forget, we've got to remember is a lot of guitar players are cool and whatnot. They're all like scary and imposing. Yeah. But they sat for hours learning an instrument in their bedrooms as kids listening to records. They weren't. They weren't always like this rock star bravado. They were. They were to an extent nerds, especially people who have signature guitars and stuff. They love talking about tone woods and electronics and neck yeah. profiles and radiuses and stainless steel frets. In yeah. essence, that is quite nerdish. Yeah. So they're always really sound and just really enjoying like the the, the company they keep with the fans. Yeah. No, I, I, you're, you're you're so right because I, uh, I I just finished listening to um, Sammy Hagar's autobiography for like the millionth time, and he says a thing at the end. It was on on an audio book, and he says a thing at the end that like when 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 people see him and he's like he's a, he, he could be a billionaire if he wanted. He's just not arsed, and he's like, oh, you you have it so lucky, lad. You're 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 so lucky. All this has fallen into. He's like, no, everyone is born with the exact same opportunity. He came from absolutely nothing. Everyone was born with the exact same opportunity as I have. And there's nothing stopping you from going out and doing it and it's the same thing Jim Root had to sit down and figure out what the difference between an A minor and an A major was at some yeah. point do you know what I mean um, yeah. Eddie Van Halen that's a fair shout as well like you just, you just saying that there like what we were saying earlier about how I'm kind of not bluffed my way into everything that I've done but there is a lot of work that goes into it as well like oh, there's so much. jokes aside yeah 
Oh, Joe said, yeah, one of one of the um, one of the earlier episodes of the podcast I was doing, I was speaking to someone. I, I I play mandolin in a band um, as well as as guitar, and I was speaking to a mandolin player, and he was saying, I I was saying basically the same as you that like kind of I, I play mandolin like I play a guitar, I play everything. Like, I I went for violin lessons, and the the fiddle teacher told me that I played violin like a guitar, so I I play everything like a guitar. But um, he was saying, no, at, at the end of it, you can bluff it all you want, but like there's only so much bluffing you you can do. You can't actually bluff the 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 sound of the, it, do you know what I mean? What, stuff, what you're yeah. hearing is is it's it, it's real. Um, it's yeah. So there you go. But um, yeah, yeah, no, that that that's um, that's amazing. So who who was your favorite like rock star that you've ever met? Uh, or do you have one? I guess there's quite a lot, and I'm not, I've met so many people, and they've always been lovely. Probably the most intense one for me was John Mayer because he said he recognised me. Oh no and way! That was, that was weird. But the worst thing with that was the fact that. He was with Katy Perry at the time. <laughs> this is a great story already. <laughs> and, and Katy Perry was married to Russell Brand. And I look a little bit like Russell I, Brand. Yeah, I thought you were going to so, go there. I was like, please don't hate me. Because I I, I'm a huge John Mayer fan as much as I love uh, like Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and LA Guns and stuff. I do yeah. love John Mayer as a player and as a person. So I was like, oh, I recognize you. And I was like, please be off YouTube and don't get me confused with your wife's ex-husband. That means you <laughs> dislike me and I really can't cope with John Mayer disliking me for whatever reason. But again, yeah, he was a really nice guy. Lovely yeah, guy. And I, I, how, how, did that, how did that come about? How did, you, how did you run into John Mayer? It was at uh, the NAMM show. That's where a lot of these things happen. Just that it was when the Silver Sky was released. Oh, I remember that. Uh, the, one of the, the guys that works with me, he has a Silver Sky and he adores it. He absolutely adores it. Um, it's a beautiful instrument. Absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, they're really. Cool. I want to get one and put a, a slanted humbucker in and a Floyd Rose. No one's done that yet. I want oh, to eighties no. up a Silver Sky. That's my next little plan. Oh, well, you 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 do that, and I'll get one. I'll stripe it. Sounds great, shout. Yeah, great, shout. We'll, we'll we'll stripe it, and um, yeah, I'll I'll do it properly this time. I won't make a balls of it like I did the other one. <laughs> There's two screws. The pickup screws are sticking out the back because I, I I drilled them to, anyway. That's. I'm sure still... I could get mine off the wall there, and I'm sure I've done that with one of mine as well. On the side. And my my SG to the left of it, um, yeah. I recently put a middle pickup in it. Oh yeah, because uh, I like messing with guitars, um, yeah. and I drilled through the SG. <laughs> so mm. there's a big hole now in the back of that three pickup SG. It looks great from the front, but on the back there's a big hole from it. So, well, I'm glad I'm not the do? only one. Yeah, I'm glad no. I'm not the only one. All right. So when you started working in music shops, then so you started working in PMT in 2015. What was what was your job when you started? Just on the shop floor, just uh, selling guitars like a regular guitar salesman guy. I still go down there every now and then and uh, chat to folk and sell guitars and stuff. And I, I do love it. I do like the, yeah. the retail aspect of working in the music store because you get to find out what people, what makes people tick musically. Yeah, I suppose that must that must do wonders for like your your content schedule then. So I just like asking folk these uh, these questions about what got them into music because it kind of um, it can be very very unassuming. Or you can you can get the you can get different ideas of folk. So when you see someone that's a super metal guy and you ask them what kind of guitars they enjoy playing or what got them in, in the music, they can be like, "Oh, I really want a red Strat because of the Dire Straits." And you'd never I... would have expected that from a dude like this. And uh, again, you just find out what people make people tick. And when it comes back to the circling around the content, I always try and be as versatile as I can be, and try and like because try and be as accommodating to every kind of music genre. Because a lot of, especially in the metal and rock genres, there's a lot of gatekeepers. Where like, if you don't like metal or rock, nah, yeah. get away, like, get yourself away. So I was trying to be accommodating because you never know what what makes people 
tick, like I say, musically. And when you speak to all these famous rock stars, not that I do, but when you watch interviews and stuff, uh, they could be someone's favorite guitar player and they only listen to this kind of music. Whereas that guitar player, Lemmy is a prime example. Motorhead's yes. great, but Lemmy grew up listening to Little Richard and like uh, all this kind of skiffle music from back in the day yeah. and stuff. Uh, yeah, I kind of went on a tangent there, but you get, no, the, that's cool. you get the gist. Don't judge I, 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 that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think I remember seeing an interview with Lemmy at some point when he was saying, oh, what is is Motorhead? Uh, it's just rock and roll or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's a so, great yeah, thing they, in his movie when he's like, I remember a time before rock and roll. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, he remembers a time before you could buy or hear anything rock and roll. There was no rock and roll. Wow. Madness. It's like Footloose or something. <clears throat> That's mental. Um, yeah, you said you said about gatekeepers there. There was that whole um, thing recently with like um, Stranger Things and people going mad. It's like, oh, you you only know Metallica from Stranger Things. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that though. That that opens a a, a band to a whole new generation of folk. It does. I can never see anything wrong with that. Like, no, again, there's absolutely all the Metallica not wrong fans with it. are losing their minds. Yeah. Yeah, not not nothing wrong with it at all. It, it it actually, if anything, I tend to if I'm listening to music, I tend to get bored with, and as I, I think an awful lot of people do, I tend to get bored with listening to like if I put on Appetite for Destruction, I'll nine times out of ten skip Sweet Child of Mine because I've just heard it that many times. It just doesn't. It just, do you know what I mean? It's just it. Yeah, me, me ears are worn out on it. And the same with like if I'm listening to Metallica, I'll probably skip Enter Sandman. I'll probably skip. New, usually one. master of puppets one yeah. exactly all of those mm-hmm. but like now after after watching Stranger I like I loved Stranger Things and after watching that I just I used to listen to master of puppets non-stop and it, it, yeah. it, I, 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 I went back and relearned the solo that I never bothered to learn properly when I was um, <laughs> when I was a kid so yeah and, and, and yeah all this gatekeeping shite there's no need for it there's absolutely no need for it anything Not that inspires yeah anything that inspires you to pick up an instrument or to listen to music at all is it's a good thing it's not a bad thing yeah, at for all. sure. I love what you were saying there as well about uh, how you appreciate the music more now. Well, not more, but you re-appreciate it after seeing it on Stranger Things. Again, I'm a big fan as well. Yeah. Um, but I will, everyone listening to this podcast right now, go back and listen to the song that you're sick of because I guarantee there's been long enough time in between you being sick of it and listening to it. So again, Sweet Child of Mind's the same thing for me. I listen to it all the time. I play it in a band every weekend in a cover yeah. band. It came on my shuffle a few weeks ago or a couple of days ago and I couldn't be bothered to change it. And halfway through, I was like, this is an absolute banger. Why have I yeah. been skipping this? Like, you kind of re-fall in love with it. Yeah, I was I was exactly the same. Exactly, exactly the same. Like, I was over the... It was actually, again, yesterday, I was driving back from B&Q, Sweet Child of Mine. That's what made me think mm-hmm. of it, was it, it came on. It was just on the radio. I was driving at the time, so I was like, great, grand. <laughs> and that bit where, 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 where the solo... The solo changes and he puts on the wire pedal. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that run. <laughs> it's just, kick it, ass. Yeah. It, yeah. I've been listening to that for the best part of 20 years and it absolutely, it never blew <laughs> my mind more than it did yesterday in the car. And that's what, that's what made me think of it. So you're dead right. That's great advice. Everyone stop exactly what you're doing now. Don't care what it is. Go back and put on Sweet Child of Mine. Go back and put on one. Put them all on. Do you know what I mean? Get them yeah, all on. Next re, re fall in love with it. There's been yeah, enough time between you stopping listening to it. Exactly. There was a reason you fell in love with it in the first place. Exactly, mate. So you started working in um, PMT and you started working on the shop floor and you still sort of do it. So how was your job then like kind of evolved into you're no longer Dagan that works at PMT, you're Dagan from PMTV's YouTube? Um, basically, one of the other lads who works in, one of the tech guys, brought in a camera one day um, and started taking pictures of pedals and stuff. And I've always been a fan of 
like the Fred Americanas on YouTube, big fan of yeah. Phil X, Phil X. Um, the Anderton stuff. Uh, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll try and do a video on a, I think it was a Strymon or a, it was a Digitech uh, Looper thing. So right. oh, let's give it a, give it a little go on camera. And we did it. It was a bit of a laugh. It was very awkward and very jolly. Uh, <laughs> put it online. One of the bosses saw down in Essex and they were like, that's pretty fun. That That's pretty engaging. Put that online. If you want to do any more, just do any more. So I just started talking about cool products, and the the one one the one thing that kind of shot me out was uh, um, the Bumblebee EVH Stripe series. Yeah, we got that in, and I was talking about how it had just landed. Then I play Eruption. The other guys in the shop, it was like a quiet Wednesday. They turned all the lights off and then started uh, shooting like a Parkham stage lights in my face. Oh yeah, and like set a smoke machine off as I was playing Eruption in the middle of the shop. Class. And that went viral-ish on Facebook back in 2015, uh, right. and it all kind of snowballed from there, really. Very good. So, now so you, Barry. Uh, now, yeah, now you're talking to me. He's right, yeah. Jesus, your, your career has gone downhill, so if, if, that, if that's the highlight <laughs> of it. Yeah. Um, but um, so, like, and, uh, and then, so, so like, what, what is your job now? Is your job still, like, sales rep slash YouTube executive? Or what, what, what's the crack? How does uh, it work? marketing team slash content creator i got a lot of the stuff i do like the videos are a bit of a small part of what i do a lot of the stuff's like marketing and all that kind of jazz with okay. KMT. um but yeah videos is a it's still a big important part yeah the reason i ask is because like i said at the start or eventually managed to get out at the start um i don't remember there being like it's it's a really hard thing to 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 describe it's like 10 years ago what like Right, me and you are the same age, right? So when I'd imagine we 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 had a reasonably similar upbringing, as far as we're into the same music, we're into the same guitars, we're sort of very similar styles. I learned an awful lot from YouTube from the age of about 16, 17 onwards, but yeah. from the formative years, from like I started playing guitar when I was thirteen, and an awful lot of it was still black and white books, talking to my mates, figuring it all out. So when I started playing guitar. What I wanted to be, and even up until like my mid twenties, I wanted to be a rock star. That was what I wanted. Barry, what do you want to be when you grow up? A rock star? No, but really, no, seriously, like a rock star. That was my yeah. my job aspiration. Whereas if, and and my mom and man, dad were like, oh no, that's that's obviously you have to have a plan B. I was like, right, I'll do sound engineering because if you wanted to be a rock star, it's handy to know all these things. And that was like sort of exactly. Do you know what I mean? That was like sort of the me reaching for the stars and or what was it what's, what's the saying reaching for the sky and falling among the stars or something i was like something whatever like yeah, yeah. Walking along those lines it's like right i'll be a sound engineer that's the next best thing do you know what i mean if a rock star doesn't work out whereas if what you're doing now if like a product demonstrator on youtube had been a thing back then that was a far more realistic type of um ambition do, do, do you kind of get what i'm yeah. saying but it didn't yeah. exist it didn't exist. So, like, how do you, like, I, 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 how, what I'm trying to ask is, how does that happen? I know you're saying that, like, you just started doing it and it took off, but, like, how do you then convince your, your, your boss that, look, I'm going to do YouTube. Trust me, it's going to be class. Well, it's, um, it's kind of just, uh, a lot of it relies on the people that watch and you guys. And, um, obviously, you've got to have a bit of, flair or something about the way you present yourself and I, i'm not yeah. always like that you see on videos i'm a pretty intense guy but you've got to turn yourself up to like 120 percent 
yeah. when you're on camera just to be engaging because again no one likes to see watch something where someone's just kind of trundling through a guitar demo or this kind yeah. of thing and just try and be engaging again it's just the people watching which has made it stick like more more viewers more subscribers people trafficking through to the because we're obviously our guitar store as well and people buying yeah. stuff off my recommendations on the, the youtube videos and stuff it's just kind of again snowballing from that kind of thing and it's showing mm -hmm. and proving that it's worthwhile doing it and again it's, it's quite a saturated market right now because yeah. everyone it's so easy for someone to get a camera and an interface and just do some stuff so you've really got to find a find a way to turn yourself up to 150 yeah to, yeah to show that it's it's worthwhile doing very good very good yeah if that kind um, of makes sense i think it kind of does some days yeah. after a whole day filming if I, my missus picks me up after work i don't say anything for like two hours yeah. I was like, is everything okay? I was like, I'm great. I'm just, I've been myself so hard today that I just need to, <laughs> I just need to not be myself for like a couple yeah. of hours. I've digged the absolute fuck out of the world today. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, try, try be living inside my own head and looking in the mirror when all I do most days is stare at myself or yeah. talk to a camera in a room by myself. Yeah. So is it is it just you in the room then doing these things? No, no. I've, I've got uh, Alex who was the uh, original... He's one of my best mates, uh, the original guy who brought the camera into PMT that time. He then yeah, yeah. left PMT, um, became a, f a fully established videographer by himself. And then after COVID, uh, he got employed back again by the company uh, just to bring everything up to the next level, make yeah, everything yeah. a bit more cinematic, make everything a bit more uh, sharper. Because I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. I just, I just right. turn a camera on so the light goes red and then talk to it for three quarters of an hour and then right. chop it together. Fair he enough. Knows and he, then, knows he, he knows what he's doing. Fair enough. Well, he, he clearly does. He clearly does. <laughs> um, and then, so, like, so, what, do you plan out your videos or do you literally just, like, right, I'm going to take the AVH Stripe series today and I'm going to talk about it and tell people what I like about it? Or, like, how, how, how does that happen? Yeah. I mean, there's loads of stuff that goes on behind the scenes about, um, like, what's trending in the world and uh, what's, what's hot hot products let's say obviously i'm very i get a lot of sticks sometimes by people saying oh dagan likes everything i don't i've seen some people on reddit being like dagan likes everything like don't trust him he's just trying to tout and sell guitars for his company i was like i just don't demo the stuff i don't like yeah and, that, and, and that's that seems to run true someone else i was speaking to on the podcast that says to them um oh what it, it is, is there anything you've ever demoed that was just pure dart and they said well, I, I just specifically make sure anyone that approaches me with X, Y, and Z product, I'll do the homework on it. And if I can't give it an honest, I, 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 they were saying that they'd always give it an honest review. And if they didn't think they could give it a good review, they just wouldn't give it a review at all. Yeah, so, that's exactly the case. It's hard to find bad guitars these days. It's even like the £100 Squire starter packs and stuff, because Squire have to make them good, otherwise no one would buy them. So people say they suck. And if i don't particularly like them that's still someone's first guitar and they will like that guitar i just don't feel yeah. like i can portray across okay on youtube how how good it would be because i don't personally like it and i'm not gonna yeah. say it's crap because it's not crap because some people do love it so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, as I couldn't agree with you more i always say that I, I i get asked often by parents oh what kind of guitar can i get for someone for, for for my child is it going to cost a fortune and nowadays the the gap between quality and and price is like when me and you were starting i'd imagine you started the same as me on an, on an acoustic guitar it probably cost four times as much as it probably should have yeah, and, and the action is about two inches high 
Yep, you could park a bus in it. Yeah. Yep. And uh, nowadays, that just doesn't have to be the case at all. It doesn't have yeah. to be. Like, you've got all the amazing stuff. Like, the Harley Benton stuff is savage. It's so, mm-hmm. so good. I've got a Harley Benton ukulele that I paid, like, I think about, it couldn't have been £15. That's ridiculous. But, like, £20, £25, no more. That's unreal. Yeah. So and good. A lot of the times, that kind of price is, uh, especially back in the day, it was just a toy. It wasn't actually an instrument. It was a toy that was in the shape of a ukulele. You couldn't play it. Yeah. You couldn't keep it in tune. But these days, they have to be good. Otherwise, yeah. no, your competitors would be better than you and no one would buy yours. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, 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 that someone uh, in the know, such as yourself, uh, agrees with me on, on that point, or at least has had the same thought as me. Um, so anyone maybe that, 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 that's watching you and wanting to get in and, and is getting inspired to start doing a YouTube channel, because again, this is what this podcast is all about, is, is to inspire. Yeah. It's inspired John that's sitting in his office on a Monday morning hating life because it's five days until the weekend, but he wants to play guitar and he wants to make a, a living out of it or little Susie I don't know any Susie's but like why not little Susie that is let's just bring picking little up Susie her, back yeah little let's bring little Susie back little Susie poo um from <laughs> and she she's just starting to play piano and she maybe wants to do a YouTube channel mm-hmm. what do people need to do how hard is it how where can they start uh Again, just try and find something about yourself which you can turn up a little bit I mean I'm I'm I have my own style of, of presenting and it's not for everyone. <clears throat> uh, like we've got Sam as well on the PMT channel. Yeah. Uh, Sam who lives in Portsmouth, who is very concise and knowledgeable about certain things. Like I would hate to watch someone like me explain how a buffered effects loop works. <laughs> yeah. uh, like if, sometimes you just need to know this kind of stuff. If you YouTube buffered effects loop and you see one of Sam's videos when he goes through how everything works and how it's explains it in a very, um, layman's way but also very knowledgeable if i was doing that my arms would be up in the air i'd have the back out the bloody amplifier i'd be shouting at it pointing at it and then trying to spin it on my head or something yeah so you've got to find a way to to find a nice little uh way to turn yourself up a little bit but don't try and i was gonna say don't try and copy me but in essence i'm kind of a, a, a pound shop phil x (laughs) and i got i got a lot of my stuff i got a lot of my stuff from him uh, but not that I'm trying to copy him. I just saw a lot of attributes in myself, which uh, in himself, which I'm I'm very similar with. But I'm just not as good at guitar as he is. Um, so yeah, whatever. Whether you, whether you you like knowing about the nitty gritty stuff, focus on that. If you like presenting, focus on that. If you like playing guitar behind your head or piano behind your head, focus on that. Just try and find something about yourself which is easy to to knock up a notch. And to make Very it good. engaging for folk. If that kind of made, I think that made sense. I'm rambling. No, that, it, that yeah. makes perfect sense. I've met, I've met Phil a few times and Phil is a lovely gent. Who I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get a, um, trying to get a video with him when he comes to the UK with uh, Skid Row in November. Just is so I can be in the same. No, he's playing with Skid Row. Skid Row are touring with, uh, with uh, Winger, Striper. All right. And uh, Phil X and the Drills are supporting Skid Row and... Uh, oh, class. Winger. Yeah. I didn't know that. I yeah, did not know that at all. Yeah, that's that. That's amazing. Yeah, I may keep an eye out for that because I, I I love Phil X, same as you. I loved all the old Amer- uh, Fred Americana stuff. Um, I used to love when he had uh, like uh, um, oh, did he have like a double neck, like a really old one-off Gibson double neck that was like a bass. Uh, no, it was a mandolin. Actually, it could have been could have been a mandolin and electric there was a few, guitar. There was one. There was the Gibson. There was one that was like a Kuntz. It was called with a K. It was a yeah. big yellow thing. And he does running with the devil when he plays the bass on the bottom string, uh, bottom yes. on the bass, and then plays the. Uh, 
Yeah, I was. Uh, I used to love them. Um, those were those were excellent. Those were brilliant back in the day. I used to remember sitting waiting with, before broadband, mind, um, waiting on that loading up, and it was like, oh yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah. I was about the same. I, I, I put one of the uh, evil robot amps. I've still got one in the in the studio at home. Oh really? One of the old evil good? robot. Yeah. They're great, yeah. They, they sound better the louder they are, but yeah, they, they can get pretty yeah. loud. And the, the louder they are, the more they kind of open up because they're quite dark sounding amps. Right. If you put a tube screamer in front of it, it sounds bloody awesome. It just sounds like Fantastic. the Fred Americana videos. It's great. Uh, yeah, because it is literally just, it's just like, it, am I wrong in saying just like literally a volume and that's it? It is pretty much, yeah. There's a massive volume on the one I've got because it's the, the C30, the cheaper one. But okay. again, it still opens up the louder it is because it's the nature, the nature of a valve. Cool. So, yeah, so you're a uh, Kramer. Gibson artist. Yes. So basically you 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 telling me the whole way up that you haven't a clue what you're at. It's all been complete utter lies, has it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I'm doing to an extent. Um like I say you've got to you've got to graft and just uh keep the bluff up. Yeah. There is a lot of hard work that goes alongside with it as well. Um Yeah, and that's uh, the Gibson and Kramer thing's pretty pretty intense. Mostly Kramer. Oh. Obviously Gibson's uh, Kramer own Gibson, so it all kind of mm -hmm. ties into one but but yeah, that's that's madness for me. So what 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 does that entail? What what does that mean for you? Um, the I get invited to to certain events uh, down south. Uh, I do a lot of promotion for to Epiphone and uh, for Ep for, well, I suppose Epiphone as well, Gibson yeah. and Kramer, mostly Kramer. Um, yeah, if if I need a guitar for a certain period of time, they'll send me up a guitar. Um, I'll send it back once I'm done, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, yeah, it's interesting how the whole. Uh, artist thing works it, different companies have different kind of things obviously i'm not slash and they're not just going to give me loads of guitars because i'm just a simple youtuber not but, yet not yet but yeah it's pretty pretty crazy i've been a lifelong kramer fan uh i've got a big old vintage kramer collection myself um yeah. and it kind of just yeah i was one of the only people flying the flag for the brand because again i love it so much and every other kramer review or people talking about it, all boys put 80s wigs on and like big neon sunglasses and just did loads yeah. of stupid, stupid shit, which you can do. It's great, but yeah. there's a lot of history with the brand and there's a lot of um, uh, importance because without them, Charvel wouldn't be where they are, Jackson wouldn't be where they are, Ibanez wouldn't be where they are, nope. and it all coins from, from Kramer. Yep, we wouldn't have had the 5150. We wouldn't have had the 5150. Uh, but I'm sure we would have. have we would have in some. Way, we would have been somewhere, but it wouldn't be as iconic. Obviously, Eddie and Kramer had a, a bit of a falling out in the end of the eighties, but that's when Kramer yes. were going quite downhill. Anyways, it's a totally different, totally different ball game now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, is there a is there a Dagen signature on the way anytime? <laughs> I wish, I wish. I think I need a bit more. Uh, yeah, I need a bit more clout online. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of I modify guitars, anyways. So whatever I guess, I kind of make my own little signature, yeah. and you can you can just copy me if you want to make a signature. Well, what, what right? Say, say for example, here, my, my uh, instead of being Barry Carroll, I am Barry Kramer here now, and I'm going to give you your your very own signature guitar. What is it? What's on it? What does it look like? What's on it? I do enjoy a hard fingerboard. I like an ebony fingerboard, ebony or maple fingerboard. If I was going to choose, because I like the way the dark, the darkness of the the neck and stuff. Yeah. I'm a big. I like flashy things, so white and gold, yes. white and gold. Or purple and gold because I love prints, um, but I think the purple and gold things, Peter Nora's thing with purple, so yeah. I'll stick to white and gold, or black and gold. Um, gotta have a Floyd Rose, yeah. Gotta have humbuckers. Maybe it's a coil tap. 
because I am a demo guy as well. As much as I'd love a single pickup Beretta. It's I just not practical, it, is it? I want to play a demo and guitars and stuff, so I want to try and showcase as much things as I can with this guitar. Yeah. I do like a bit of a chunkier neck as opposed to a traditional shred like Ibanez gem neck. Yeah, yeah. And if I can, some scalloped frets up the higher up the higher Ooh. end. Maybe the last four frets, a bit of scalloping. Yeah, very good. Sounds like you're describing a Jersey star, pretty much, are you? The Sambora one. To an extent, yeah. I do enjoy the Jersey star. Uh, yeah. I suppose, yeah, that's white and gold. That's already been done. Maybe cream that's and gold. Maybe like a cre- like a nice vanilla kind of cream. Yeah, lovely. Like a nice kind of mellowy, beigey cream and gold. Nice yeah. one, yeah. That sounds like a plan. So what, 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 what's your favorite instrument that you own just now then? My favorite instrument is my, uh, my dream guitar, which is a, my SG custom, uh, three, the three pickups, big vibrola, white gold, ebony finger ball to the blocks, big old Gibson custom shop headstock. That's the guitar that I cut out of magazines as a kid and stuck on my wall. Amazing. I I managed to get one a few years ago before the prices went absolutely crazy, but yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. man. That, 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 that's been amazing. Let's hop into a quick fire round and Let's leave it. it there, shall we? Okay, so these are just a couple of questions of just no real importance, but just in, in case people didn't get an idea of what makes you tick over the past little while, this will hopefully uh, give you a bit of a, an insight into, into what makes Dagan tick. So Dagan, what's your favourite film? Uh, a Clockwork Orange. A Clockwork Orange? I've never seen it. But it's, it's on my it's to-do intense. list. It's intense. Yeah, you need to set an, set an afternoon aside and watch it. I'd imagine. What's your favorite album? Oh, I couldn't tell you. It, it depends. So, some days it's uh, ACDC's first album, High Voltage. The next day yeah. it's Girls, Girls, Girls. The next day it's uh, Avenged Sevenfold, self-titled. Um, Pantera, Far Beyond Driven. Yeah, depends on my mood. What, what side of the bed I wake up on in the morning? Eclectic. Eclectic, yes. to say at least. I love it. Uh, what's your favorite word? A, a word you can't say on YouTube begins with an F. <laughs> Fair enough. Tea or coffee? Sorry, Kramer, Kramer, Kramer. Kramer. There, you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Every time I say it. All right. Well, then there you go. There, there's your signature. Your signature <laughs> guitar already in the post. Um, tea or coffee? Coffee. Coffee. Good man. Uh, if you could be a Disney character, who would you be? Uh, Hades from Hercules. Oh, I only watched. <laughs> I, I only rewatched Hercules for the first time in like twenty years the other week. Amazing show! What oh, a man, show! I have, I have a lot of Hades, man. I see a lot yeah. of personal traits in, in Hades. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, right, what is what item is worth spending a little bit more money on? Um. Oh, I should. I should. I wish you sent us this beforehand. There's so many, so many things it could be. Uh, do you mean with the, in the guitar setup? I'm guessing this is life. this is in life. Anything. What should What should you spend more money on? Oh God. Uh, higher um, storage SD cards. <laughs> I'm looking at them right now, and the amount of times I've shot a full video, and then the end's been cut off. Oh, no. I know. Try and try and find an uh, and uh, and reshoot. Try and just reshoot an ending and get back in the flow. It's a pain in the ass. So always get more storage than you think. Okay, very good. I can't very, think of anything else. Good. There's probably so much more important things you should spend money on. But yeah, I'm just looking at my uh, SD cards and the table in front of me right now. So yeah. 
Fair enough. <laughs> and then uh, we'll do we'll do one more. What is? Well, we, we might do two more. I know you're pushed for time, but I've I've thought of a good one. Um, what would we do? Or uh, uh, what is the best for you? For you, what is the best in, uh, guitar that a beginner can pick up? Um, best beginner guitar on the market right now. Uh, depends. Again, when when I ask people in, in the in the stores what they like, it all depends on what people are inspired by. Mm. <clears throat> so, say if if you're a beginner, whether you're a kid or an adult, and you're a diehard ACDC fan, if you buy a, a Yamaha Pacifica, which are great guitars, you're not going to look in the mirror and want to pick it up, or you're not going to like look at it on a stand and want to pick it up. Where if you buy a cheap Epiphone SG, or if you're a Slash fan and you want to get a Les Paul. If you're a Steve Vai fan, get one of the Geos. Because again, like we said, you can't go wrong with any of the affordable stuff. Yeah. Um, it, Fender's a great show because the bullet strats are great, the cheaper affinity and bullet strats. Mm-hmm. So any Hendrix or Stevie Ray fans or John Prashanti fans, rock for one of them. You can't go wrong. With some of the Ibanez Geos, they probably have the most switchability with the two humbuckers, which you can coil tap and stuff. But that's not for everyone, especially when you're a beginner. So get something which you'll look at in the corner of your room and go, that's cool, Ed. I'm going to pick that up. Very good. That's exactly what I say to people as well. I, 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 and I, I couldn't agree with you more. I could not agree with you more. Nice. Uh, and then finally, what would you be doing if you weren't a musician? Probably still trying to do the uh, the motorbike thing. Oh, really? Yeah, I would have got back on that. I'd love to still do it. But um, the first thing you... With motocross, it's, uh, it's a lot of jumps and all that kind of jazz. And the first thing you put down when you crash is your hands. So even if I did want to dabble in it these days and I break these yeah. little guys... That's me sacked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's you absolutely knackered. Cool. Right, so well, probably, look. Probably that, mate. Amazing. I love it. Right, well, listen, Dagan, thank you very much for your time. Where can people find you? Uh, Dagan Wilkin on Instagram, D-A-G-A-N-W-I-L-K-I-N, because I've been graced with a stupid name that doesn't actually exist. So it's quite hard <laughs> to find. Um, I don't really use Facebook, so Instagram is probably the best place to find me. PMTV UK on YouTube for all the reviews and demos and crap that i like to talk about and get really really obsessed with i've got my own youtube channel as well again dagan wilkin i don't really post a lot on there because it's uh it's quite intense doing that after you've done it all day at work but there is some cool stuff yeah. on there and and yeah that's that's where you can find me fantastic i love it listen dagan thank you very much for your time this morning mate it's been Great. a pleasure thank you so much for inviting me on thank you very much for coming on chat again cheers dude have a good one that was the music career show Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends about the Music Career Show.